We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And I'm Pastor John Lekumski, uh, coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics. Uh, Matt, I, I, have, I have a little trepidation with what I want to share here, because I don't want to get on the, the, the wrong side of big vegetable. <laughs> okay. I think you know, it's that, too late for that, John. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't want to go through what we went through before, you know, know you're, all you're... the lawsuits and, and all that stuff. Um, but I, I did find out another interesting fact about vegetables. Okay. Um, so do you realize that the vegetables that you and I eat are not actually natural? What? Now, the vegetables now, we eat that we buy maybe in the produce department at our grocery store are not natural? Well, now you'll see a lot of advertisements that'll emphasize, oh, these are organic vegetables, and they, yeah. but but the fact of the matter is, the vegetables that we eat today are not the 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 real natural vegetables that we started off with. There, there is not a vegetable that you eat: carrots, uh, broccoli. Uh, these are all hybrids. They they've all been. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't understand botany, but somehow they, they get the little plants together and they pick out the best ones or whatever. I'm not sure. Maybe they inject things. I don't know. <laughs> this they isn't probably a bot- do inject things, John. That's probably I, it. I don't know. <laughs> they maybe strip a little bit of the broccoli stem away and stick it onto another broccoli bush. Yeah, grafting. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Grafting. That's the word I was looking for. But the fact of the matter is there is no vegetable that we eat now that were, were original. They've all been humanly modified. Got it. Bigger, better, brighter in color. But I'm thinking if the vegetables we have that have been modified by humans to make them bigger and better taste horrible, can you imagine what the original vegetables must have tasted like? <laughs> <laughs> Are you right. saying even worse, John? This is well, apparently, apparently, if we try to improve them and they still have to have some kind of creamy cheese sauce to make them edible, <laughs> you know, can yeah. you – so further evidence to what we talked about last week that, that vegetables are the result of original sin. <laughs> okay. It must be. Must be. And, and, and in our typical human fashion, of course, we're trying to correct things, but it just can't be done because this is God's punishment upon us for not eating fruit, Matt. <laughs> the, the opening chapters of Genesis, you know, working by the sweat of your brow, the earth producing thorns and <laughs> thistles right. and vegetables, I think. Vegetables. In in it's the, in there. In the original Hebrew text, right, John? Somewhere. A lost manuscript, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> and big vegetable. Now I'm thinking, big vegetable got to it, didn't they? They destroyed those manuscripts. That must be it. <laughs> it was right there, and it says you'll you'll harvest thorns and thistles and vegetables. Is what it said. <laughs> and they got in that, and they they took that part of it out. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to watch, watch your back, John. You're really. <laughs> no, because the, the whole thing's coming out now. That's right. 
Oh, you want to go with me? Let's go on. Let's go over there to the Euphrates and check out and see. I bet we need to read some of the the uh, 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 what, what are the manuscripts they found in the cave over oh, there? The Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes, yeah. yeah I bet somewhere because they have they haven't analyzed all those yet, and it, it's going to come out. All right. <laughs> There's got to be something better than this, Matt. Oh, boy. Our listeners sure do hope so, John. Uh, (laughs) You know, I'm thinking these introductions make everything else shine, don't they? That's true. That's the one benefit. Yes. Boy, that really is much better than what they started with. It it, it can only get better from here, folks. That's right. (laughs) Armor of God. That's what you've been leading us through. You did that as a sermon series you said this summer. Yeah, we had some fun with that this summer and uh, looking at a different piece of armor each week. So I thought, hey, that might be fun. Did you dress up? Did you dress up, Matt? Did you no, come out I, with I, armor I, on? And... I know you would have, John, but no, I didn't. <laughs> but I'm sure that you would have. Any chance you get to be in a costume, Ashley <laughs> Kupski right. takes. Uh, but no, uh, we did not. I did use a, when we got to the sword, yeah. uh, we did I did get a, wield a sword from the pulpit. So that was kind of oh, fun. Oh, cool. Um, it is fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's You let's, didn't let's catch get... yourself, did you? No, no, no injuries. <laughs> okay, good. No, I'm surprised they let you have it. It was probably a dull sword, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, they don't let me have sharp swords <laughs> yeah, around here. Thinking. Keep sharp that things, away period. From yeah, <laughs> he'll just hurt himself. <laughs> okay, so All where right. are we at, Matt? <laughs> okay, John, uh, let's uh, turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, I'm just there. Just refresh people. Uh, about what the armor of God is, this armor that the Lord uh, provides for us, equips us with, outfits us with, because we have an enemy. Uh, We wouldn't need armor otherwise if we didn't have an enemy, but we do. And that enemy is Satan, the devil. And, and, and Matt, you know, I did not, this shows how slow I am on the uptake. <laughs> We've also been doing Ephesians 5, which of course comes immediately before Ephesians 6. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Think, think of it as the Bible follows nu- numerology, one, two, three, four, five. And, and so I'm thinking, so here's the other problem. Paul has just given all of us an almost impossible assignment, which would be to submit to one another, be willing to be servant and slave of all. And if we're given authority, to not use that authority for our glory and our power, but rather, again, to sacrifice for those who are under our authority. And so naturally, I can see the devil stepping in then, can't you, and saying, oh, yeah, let's see you do that, yeah. and making us feel guilty and 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 driving us to do just what we shouldn't do. So, all right, so this yeah, but, all fits together. Yeah. Well, it does, and, and this is this is sort of the capstone in many ways of Paul's letter, too. So yeah. as he all those roles and responsibilities and vocations and men and women— uh, slaves and masters, parents and children. And now, so chapter six, verse 10 begins. Finally, you know, I love that. Finally, yeah. okay, having said all this, okay, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his mind. And then he continues with the armor of God. Uh, again, it's God's armor, not ours. He's the one who equips us with it. And it just hit me, Matt. Yeah, be strong in the Lord. So he's basically shown us all of the problems we're going to have living in the day-to-day life. We are. It's just difficult. So the answer is, I love that. Yeah, thank you. Be strong in the Lord then. No, no. Obviously, you can't trust in yourself. But but you, you have the armor of God. That's right. So let's, uh, let's just review that real quick. So if you want to read uh, chapter 6, verses 13, through uh, the shield of faith. 
Okay, so therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore having fastened on the belt or the, the, the loincloth of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. All right, good. Thanks very much. So we want to focus on today, especially take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Uh, again, uh, we have to have the right defense and the shield of faith is the right defense. That's what God gives us because the devil's attacking us. And Paul gets specific with these flaming darts, hmm. flaming arrows of the evil one. Uh, again, as Paul writes this, he has this Roman soldier image in mind. I don't know if you talked about before, maybe even sees one as he's in prison. Uh, yeah. uh, soldiers on guard. Uh, so he has that imagery in mind and also this flaming dart, flaming arrow imagery in mind too. So in this first century, uh, when Paul's writing this, flaming arrows were commonly used in warfare. So they would take an arrow, they would dip it in some kind of pitch, you know, tar, They'd light it on fire, and then they would let it fly at the enemy. And so these arrows were a double threat. You know, obviously they're arrows, so they can they can pierce through armor. They can they can kill, right? Uh, they can penetrate uh, into the body. But at the same time, it could also set armies on fire, or if not the army itself, the land around the army. So it could really trap an army. Uh, to one area so that they would be more vulnerable. Sometimes in battle, there could be hundreds of these arrows flying in the air at one time, and it looked like fire was raining down on them from heaven uh, with the sky full of these fiery arrows. So with this image in mind again, uh, Paul writes, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Uh, so I want to ask you a question, and, and you probably can't answer it. Why, why do you think the English translates the word darts there? Because when we hear darts, that's, you know, you don't want to get hit by a dart. Well, <laughs> Certainly yeah, not. Kind of a flaming, right? <laughs> it does seem wimpy. And, and I was just looking it up. The word is, I mean, it's, the word is for arrow, javelin. It's for the big sucker that, yeah, if you get hit by this, it's going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, no, I, I think arrow is probably a better translation or even because, again, uh, that's literally what was used in the first century. That's yeah, the image Paul has in yeah. mind. And I, and I think the word arrow or even javelin, like you said, that really shows how big of a threat it poses, right? It's not just a, a dart. We're not playing uh, darts in the bar room or yeah. something. No, this is something that does damage. This is something that is lethal, right? Causes death. Uh, so okay, that's the image that Paul has in mind. Just, just give me a second. I'm making a note here. I'm going to take all the Bibles and I'm going to scratch that out and put arrow in there. Okay, okay? John. I, I, uh, I am glad you're retired. So that yeah. you can develop well, I, I need a project. I need a project. All right. Well, all right. Just, yeah, just, just sneak into Barnes and Noble at night. <laughs> all right. So, I, you know, so then we're thinking about, well, what are these? So these flaming arrows, darts, whatever you want to call them. You know, of course, they're they're figurative, right? Yeah. Um, we need to recognize that, too. So the devil is not running around with his pitchfork and literal flaming <laughs> arrows shoot, being shot at us. OK, 
Um, that's not what we're on guard against. We're on guard against something, frankly, more dangerous. Uh, things that the devil does that doesn't just kill us, mortally wound us uh, in this life, but, but ultimately trying to steal away from us the eternal life uh, we have in Christ Jesus. Uh, so one of the, the, the flaming arrows, there's all sorts of different flaming arrows, and I can't help but think that maybe those arrows vary upon uh, who we are. <laughs> mm. You know, get our vulnerable area where we've let down our guard, uh, where maybe we don't have the shield of faith quite up, and it's, it's all sorts of things, um, all sorts of, of fears and doubts that Satan tries to plan in us. And, you know, again, we, we, we've gone back to this a number of times, John, but it's, it's true. Things like COVID, right? That's in the forefront of people's minds even still today. And, you know, as this drags on longer and longer, uh, many cities wearing masks again. Uh, does God even care? <laughs> Has he checked out during this pandemic? Uh, those types of doubts, those types of fears, the, that's what the devil is shooting at us. Um, boy, um, we look at the future of our world and, and where, where it might be headed. We think of next generations. Uh, are our children, our, our grandchildren, are they going to be firm in the faith? Are they going to stay at Christ? We begin to have fears um, about that. So all these fears that the devil and, and shoots at us, and, you know, with the end goal into really igniting then, uh, setting it aflame, uh, our faith so that we have this full-blown rejection of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's, that's the devil's goal, ultimately, is to separate us from our Savior. And again, uh, depending on who we are, he's got all sorts of arrows that he shoots at us to try to do that. And, and, you know, Matt, that again reflects what comes before this, where Paul is listing the various roles that Christians play in their lives. And I think you're absolutely right. There's probably different arrows for wives, different arrows for yeah, husbands, no different arrows for, for employers and employees and children and parents and what have you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the, the good news in all this is, is what, whoever we are, whatever our vocation is, whatever arrows being shot at us, God does not leave us defenseless. Uh, he does not leave us without a defense. So it gives us the shield of faith. Uh, not all the pieces of armor in that list have specific instructions attached to them, how you use them, right? But the yeah, shield of yeah. faith does. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, oh, Paul cool. Instru yeah. instructs, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. That's why we have the shield of faith. And Paul tells us to, to take it up. And, and he says, not just in some circumstances, take up the shield of faith or, you know, if, if things get really tough, you can't handle the devil on your own, you know, well, then, you know, last resort, take up the shield of faith, right? Um, yes. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. He says in all circumstances, all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. So, I mean, in, in what air, whatever arrows being shot at us, whatever fear, whatever doubt the, the devil's trying to, to plant within us, uh, Take it up. Take up the shield of faith in all circumstances. And, and then even, even bigger than that, I think, is, is Paul goes on to say, and he says, for you'll be able to extinguish all the darts, all the flaming darts of the evil one. I, I love that promise, too. You know, it's, he doesn't just say you, you'll be able to extinguish the, the little darts or the, the less dangerous darts, um, all the darts of the evil one. So, I mean, what a comfort to us as, as, as God's people that, yeah, the, the devil's attacking us, no doubt about it, daily. But God does not leave us without defense, and this shield of faith can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Uh, thanks be to God.
And 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 Matt, yeah, that's such a powerful, powerful insight because I'm, I'm looking at it. And again, see, we, we let these little words just slip in one ear and out the other. But the fact that Paul in that one verse repeats the word all twice. Yeah, I love that. Uh, a reminder, as you said, that no matter what your circumstances, and Paul's listed a whole variety of circumstances previous to this, in all those circumstances, there's the devil going to work on you. So there's nothing you can do today that there isn't something that the devil's going to be shooting at you. Yeah. And yet, like you said, that that's the great comfort. And all of those things, though, and all of them, yeah, yeah the shield of faith will, will get the job done. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's one other thing, too, before we, we move on from that, that this word take. Uh, which is, uh, uh, let me look it up here. It's Analambano. Oh, yeah, we all love Analambano. <laughs> but, but no, the reason I bring that up is, is see, that the nuance of that word is you don't have this. It has to be given to you. You have to take it. See, it's not like something you come up with. It's not like we're going to make our own little shields of faith here and then hold them up. No, no, the, the, the whole sense of take implies, no, someone's giving you something. So you can defend yourself. Yeah. And that, of course, goes back to what you said before, that this is all God. Yeah. But what was that verse you said that we started with? Yeah, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. This isn't your shield of faith. This is his shield. And now he exactly. gives it to you. Yeah, it's yeah. not the armor of it's the armor of God. It's not the armor of Matt or the armor yeah. of John. It's yeah. the armor of God. So just what another insight uh, from the first century uh, into ah. shields that I, I kind of think is cool is... In, in, in the New Testament times, um, some of the shields were specially made really to combat these flaming arrows because they were a threat. So what are you going to do right. about it? All right. So now I'm going to, man, I'm going to interrupt you because now you've got me excited because I'm thinking, how in the world does it extinguish? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Here we yeah. go. All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, I'm yeah, ready. So, all right. So the, uh, you're going to love this, John. Um, okay. So what they would do, they would have shields and they would line them with leather or, uh, you know, an animal hide. And then guess what they would do? They would soak them in water, then, ah, saturate cool. them before battle. So when they were soaked like that, when they were wet, well, then they literally did it. Extinguish these flaming arrows. When the arrow would hit the shield, it would extinguish. It would go out. The water put out the fire. It protected against the attack. Now, is that true, or did you just make that up? No, that that <laughs> is true, John. Okay. <laughs> you can Google it. It's got to be true. <laughs> it's on Google. Um, but, you know, so here's the cool connection, of course, for us. Yeah. Um, God God has soaked us in water, too. <laughs> oh, man. Nice connection. Yeah, okay. So he yeah. soaked us in the waters of baptism. I mean, he's given us this H2O protection in our baptism, a defense against Satan. Uh, through water and the word, we're claimed as, as God's own, right? Uh, connected to Jesus' death and resurrection, uh, God shields us. And what a powerful shield baptism is. A shield that we wear every day um, as we remember our baptism. Um, there's that, that one uh, hymn I really like, uh, the baptismal hymn, God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It. And, and I love there's a, a verse where it kind of just says, Satan, you, you, I, I don't need to fear you. Because I've got this defense of baptism. Uh, the, just real quick, the, the stanza goes, Satan, hear this proclamation. I'm baptized into Christ. I drop your ugly accusation. I am not so soon enticed. Uh, now that to the font I've traveled all your might, it's come unravel. <laughs> and against your tyranny, God, my Lord, unites with me. 
So I love that. Uh, soaked in the waters of baptism, we don't have to be afraid of the Satan or his fiery arrows. Uh, and I, I just love that imagery, uh, especially that connection to the first century. So, uh, so good news, good news. We don't need to fear Satan, right, or his flaming arrows. Uh, but at the same time, at the same time, um, you know, we do need to be on guard. We need that shield of faith. And, and like we've already kind of alluded to, it's, it's not our shield. It's not just our faith, but it's effective because of the object of our faith. Yeah. Uh, the one who our faith is in. So there's a, a verse from 2 Samuel uh, chapter 22, uh, <laughs> verses 2 and 3. If you want to read that, John, uh, where that word shield comes up. I've got it. I've got it here. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my savior, you save me from violence. Yeah, so I love that. And that's, that's David writing that um, and just acknowledging the Lord's salvation uh, in his life. Uh, but the Lord is my shield. There's that word shield again. And he even goes on to say, is my savior. Uh, so yeah. that's why our sh the shield of faith. You know, it's not just, oh, if you have a really, really strong faith in, in whatever, <laughs> then you've got the shield of faith. No, this shield of faith is the faith that has its object found in Jesus Christ. Uh, he's the one who is our, our shield ultimately. He's the one uh, in who we have salvation. Can I share just one more insight, John? Yeah, um, yeah, okay, please, so, Matt. So, we, so far we've been talking about this, this shield and you know, our listeners, maybe what you have in mind is this uh, round shield using the first century by the Romans. You could, you know, you hold it with one arm and then you could you could fight with the the other arm in battle. Got the sword. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And that's eh, that's probably what Paul has in mind as he writes this. But the Romans had another shield. <laughs> it's a shield that was the size of a door. Oh. And <laughs> it, it, this, this shield and what they would the reason they would have that is they, <laughs> they when they would go into battle. If they were in battle in a group, these shields would interlock with their soldiers next to them. And then they would also, the soldiers behind them, would have the shields above their heads. And this would form literally a wall of defense, like a big tortoise shell, uh, as the army moved forward. So with these overlapping shields uh, in front of them and above them, I mean, it was... It, it was a, it was a great defense. I mean, hardly anything could penetrate or get through. Uh, even if you have those arrows raining down on you from above, they're not going to make it through. Uh, and the point there is for us as Christians is that the shield of faith is is most effective not in isolation but in community. Um, Satan would love for us to be separated from each other. Uh, he knows the truth of like Ecclesiastes where it says the two are better than one. Um, but we need each other. And especially, again, during this time of COVID, uh, when we're able and when it's safe, um, please be in Christian community. Gather together uh, because we need each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. We are stronger against the attacks of Satan when we are connected to each other. And I, I love that picture, too, of those interconnected shields. Uh, and when those shields are interconnected like that in front, behind, above, you're not, you don't have to be in fear of arrows when we're connected with each other, with that shield of faith, uh, we don't have to fear the arrows of the evil one. Uh, so I think that's kind of a neat picture, too, uh, with this imagery that Paul uses uh, with the shield of faith. 
I've I've actually seen the the movies of the uh, uh, Roman battles. I wish I could remember the name of of one of them, but of course I'm an old guy. <laughs> Google it, like you said, Google it, because I, I remember seeing those pictures, those images, and you're right, they're all together, and together they 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 can stop whatever fiery arrows might be sent at them. Uh, and I also do want to affirm the fact again that. Uh, so often when people think of faith, they think of something that we're doing. And I think this text is a really powerful point. No, no, faith is something we're given and we take up because it's been given to us. And, and that is, of course, the forgiveness we have in Jesus Christ. And I like the emphasis, too. He's given it to all those around us as well. And how much stronger we are when we are combined together in that love and forgiveness. Uh, Matt, thank you again. Uh, we, we will get back to the armor of God uh, in a couple of weeks. And this has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, the, with basics. the Basics.